everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is July 21st. It's 2021. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's main slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Keith Iser. Eyes, 819. What's happening, Keith? Oh, not a lot. Got a little finals action, NBA finals action going on. So I've got that on in the background, but ready to break down some baseball for this uh, fun little slate we got here. Yeah, there's a 99.9% chance that I fall asleep watching that game after we're done with the <laughs> podcast today. Um, so who's winning? I haven't even turned it on. Uh, Milwaukee came out big, but uh, Phoenix has closed it up. So it's pretty close right now. All right, cool. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Phoenix. I just want to see Chris Paul get a ring. That's all. Yeah. All right. We got eight games. I mean, I feel like we've said this all week so far, Monday and Tuesday. It's like... The pitching on this this week has been kind of uh, kind of weak, but you know everybody has to play with the same pitchers. So at the end of the day, we're all trying to figure it out. Um, so let's jump into this one. We get started with Miami at Washington, Holloway against Eric Fetty. Um, this game has a seven and a half total. It's a pick'em game. Any interest here in Holloway? Um, the price on DraftKings is really attractive, so I think he can make some sense as an SP2 there, uh, just $5,900. Uh, Washington, uh, even without Schwarber, has has been really good. Soto's on fire. Um, so that's a little bit intimidating, but the price is right, and you mentioned it. It's, it's not a real strong pitching slate, uh, especially if you're looking for value options. So, uh, yeah, I, he's got a nice strikeout rate. There's a little bit of upside there, so I, I think he's in play. Yeah, we're saying stop bouncing him, man. Like, let this guy just stay up. I don't know how many more moves he has, but um, my biggest concern with him is pitch count. I highly doubt he goes over 80. I don't think he's going, I don't think he's broke 75 yet this season. Um, and Washington's not like a huge strikeout team. So, like, that's obviously, I think, the biggest concerns with taking a shot here on Holloway. But from what we've seen so far, he's talented. He, he is. Um, so, if he gets four or five innings here and, and just has a decent start, 5,900, like you mentioned, um, makes him somewhat appealing. Um, Eric Fed, on the other side of this game, I mean, we look at the numbers on Feddy this season, 20% K rate, 11% walk rate. Does a great job of, like, generating ground balls and not typically getting blown up. I mean, the Marlins offense is very hit or miss. He's allowed at least three earned runs and four straight starts since like this whole like sticky stuff has come down. Um, I mean, I think I'm going to pass here. Yeah. I mean, the Marlins offense is banged up. So I, I wanted to look into this a little bit more at first, when I first glanced at it, 8,100 for Freddie, I'm like, no way, even though it's the Marlins, but then factoring in, I mean, with jazz out, they're probably their one of their best hitters. I thought it might be viable, but I, I can't do it on this one. Yeah, I mean, listen, if this lineup comes out and it's super weak, you know, especially like you said, Jazz got put on the IL, uh, Cooper's on the IL as well. So, I mean, if the lineup comes out and it's super weak, I'm still like, all right, I, I still respect like Duvall and Marte and Aguilar and like Rojas is not a big strikeout guy. So, like, I still respect like the top five, six-ish hitters in this lineup enough where it's like, I mean, Fetty's not going to go out there and blow the ball by anybody either. So, um, any Miami bats that are standing out to you here? 
I mean, I don't mind hunting for a, a home run. Duvall is certain, certainly in play for a home run. You can use Marte and Aguilar too. Um, I don't think I'm going to stack them, but if you want to use a, a power one off, I'm good with that. I mean, if you look at like recent, like over the last month numbers for this guy, he's been awful. Like he's been atrocious. 14% strikeout rate and a 14% walk rate with a 6.4 XFIP and an ISO over 220. So, I mean, if you want to do like a little three-man here with like Duvall, Marte, I don't know if I'd use like Jesus, but maybe like Rojas um, or like Diaz. is Diaz is still really cheap, right? Um, oh, he got put on the aisle too. I didn't realize that. So, I mean, yeah, man, this line is so banged up right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, Joe Panic, come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe Birdie, Panic's <laughs> Joe Panic's always a guy. No, <laughs> um, Joe Panic is three K, and he's probably bat second. Like, I mean, uh, Fetty, he's been terrible. Like, especially recently, he's been really bad. So, I mean, I don't hate like a three man here, Mar- Marlins. stack. it's an eight game slate. It's not a fourteen game slate. Um, Washington bats. Anything standing out to you here against Holloway? Uh, mentioned Soto's hot streak. I think you can always play Turner. He's a huge fantasy point guy. Um, not really a team I'm targeting. I, I think Holloway's talented, um, so they're not one of my top teams. Um, I think just the, the two studs is probably what I would stick to. I mean, when a guy comes out and he's like, oh, I think the home run derby actually helped my swing and hits, what was it, five home runs over four or five games? Um, I, I mean, like, all right, I'm in. Like, he said he was hitting the ball on the ground too much, and the home run derby helped him get the ball back in the air. So, I mean, Juan Soto, we we know how much talent this guy has, and the fact that, like, maybe he fixed his, like, home run swing, I'm in. Um, so, I think he's an excellent one-off. If you want to go Turner and Soto, they're just so expensive. Um, I probably end up playing one or the other as one-offs, but that's really me. Um, we got Philly at New York. It sounds like it's going to be, like, an opener situation here for Philly. Um yeah, what is it? Lavira um, is gonna open, and then Sanchez is gonna work in the long relief, but like probably like fifty pitches. And then on the New York side, we got Woji um, nine total in this game, and the Yankees are a one fifty five favorite. I, I mean, we're not playing this whole Philly situation, right? No, I was just looking at Sanchez's last outing: three innings, fifty pitches, um, struck out two over those three innings, so. Uh, he is a guy that struck out a lot in the minors. Um, so I think there is some talent there. He's got pretty good stuff. Yankees lineup is beat up. He is, he is 4k. So <laughs> I don't know on an ugly pitching slate. I think there's worse things that you can do. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, this lineup is banged up, but we just like watched Aaron Nola struggle uh, against the Yankees on Tuesday night. So, I they mean, it, it, I mean, we're <laughs> all overweight on Nola. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> And then Wojciechowski on the other side of this game, I mean, he's 4K. Um, I have to, like, okay, I'm, I'm not, like, this is a first look for me, too. Um, I'm going to have to, like, dig and see, like, what his recent, like, minor league starts look like because he is really cheap. Yeah, you're going to be surprised. I looked at it a little bit. The The strikeout rate is up there, sky high. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. I believe it was over 25. Oh, come on. I'm more interested. 
Like I'm going to be digging in to see like in triple a with the Yankees. Yeah. I'm so, more interested in like, doing, I, I just want to see what we're looking at as far as like pitch count recently. Um, it looks like his last outing was July 15th and he only threw four innings um, in the minors. Like his strikeout number is high, but I mean, we're looking at only four starts this season or three starts this season um, for him. So, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm intrigued. 4k is super intriguing. Like you said, um, I mean, I don't think he's the craziest idea, but again, I want to, I'm trying to pull it up, but um, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, this was a guy that we attacked all the time uh, when he was with, with Baltimore uh, he's always been a huge fly ball guy. So I think that there's definitely tons of risk. The only reason we're even like spending this much time on it is because he's 4k. Uh, it's just as easily possible that he could go out there and give up three or four home runs in the, for, in two innings and get pulled. So um, very high risk spot. Uh, but I like the strikeout rate. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think if, if I was going him or Sanchez, I would probably lean Sanchez slightly, but if you're looking for something really cheap, I think either of these guys could potentially be worth a shot. Yeah. Leash wise, they're probably going to be around the same. Um, so, and I mean, you're not looking for 20 points at 4k. If, nope. if you can get, I mean, 15 points would be wonderful. I mean, like, yeah, if your batters are doing what they're supposed to, and you get 12 to 15, you're yeah. Heck yeah. Let's go. Um, let's talk bats in this game. We'll start here with Philly. Um, I mean, you're always worried about the Yankees bullpen just because of how good the Yankees bullpen is. So what are your thoughts here on the Phillies bets? Um, I love the power here. I mentioned Woj is a big fly ball guy. So guys like Hoskins, Harper, um, even Didi. I mean, we're in Yankee stadium here. A guy that's going to put the ball in the air a lot uh, is certainly in play. So I, I like the Phillies. I think you can stack them too. Uh, Woj is a guy that's struggled without with control throughout his career also. So definitely in play. Um, Yankees bats. I mean, like DJ LeMahieu is banged up too. Like this, um, it's ugly for the Yankees. I know. Like he's dealing with like a, I think it was like a stomach virus or something that he got scratched with on Tuesday. I mean, we we were so excited about Aaron Nola when we saw that lineup. <laughs> Everybody was, and I mean, it just, I don't know what to do with the Yankees here. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna avoid it. It's a bullpen game for Philly, so they can. They can work around it. I mean, I'm not excited to play. I mean, Odor's probably hitting somewhere in the middle of the order, and he's 3,400, 3,600. I guess you could take a shot there. Torres is still cheap, 3,400. But outside of those two, like, I don't know. I mean, Greg Allen, does he really even belong in the majors anymore? Chris Gittins, like, you can definitely find some value if you're looking for it, but I'm not excited about it. You know, what's funny about this game, just like in general, I could see this being the lowest scoring game and I could see this being the highest scoring game. <laughs> yeah. like, like that, that's just like, I think like if you're playing 150 teams, you want exposure to every way of this game. Like that, I think that's the best way that I can say it. Like, you know, because I could see it going either way here. Um, so yep. uh, yeah, we'll see. I agree with that. All right, up next, we got the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. 
this is like I, I I didn't see a doubleheader scheduled for this game, so um, I'm guessing it's going to be Garrett Richards. But I also saw that like they might play Robbie Ray um, instead. So so we're going to go with Robbie Ray against Garrett Richards in this game, which obviously changes something. But like I mean, this game still has a ten and a half total. The Blue Jays are a 170 favorite. We're still expecting a lot of runs to be scored in this game. And if I'm not mistaken, this game's back in Toronto, right? Yeah, I just want to – no doubleheader, so we do have nine full innings, right? Yes, no doubleheader. Um, the doubleheader, like, it's not even – I think, like, they're not even scheduled – I think it's scheduled, like, in the future. Um, okay. So, they play yeah, so again is, is in Fenway, like, really recently. So, like, next week or something like that. So, I don't know if they'll do it then, but, I mean – it's a division game, so like they have plenty of time to make up a doubleheader. But I think they're not doing a doubleheader because it's the first game back in Toronto. Um, and, yeah. Okay, so moving from Buffalo to Toronto, too. I, I knew that was coming up, but, yeah, I think you're right. The 21st was the date, so. Yep, so I don't. I think that's why they're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's why they're not doing the doubleheader, though, um, because, like, Roger Center is opening back up, and, yeah, I just – I don't, I don't know. All right. But then I also see that it will be made up in Toronto. I don't know. Um, it will be made up as a part of a doubleheader August 7th. So it will not be a doubleheader tomorrow So or today, whenever you listen to the podcast. So we'll get, we're getting nine innings here. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Garrett Richards yesterday. Don't play him. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Especially not against this Toronto offense. Probably don't want him against anybody at this point with his recent form, but definitely not against Toronto. I'm so glad that I did not delete the word file because guess what? Vlad's going to be my expert survey top play again today. Um, and I'm just going to copy paste what I said yesterday. Uh, Robbie Ray on the other side of this game. I mean, Robbie Ray has been really good this season. I was really looking forward to the Red Sox beating up on Hatch, but it sounds like it's going to be Ray. This team's going to be super pumped to be back at home. Um, where he has struggled this year has been righties, and they could throw a lot of righties at him, but they're still going to have some lefties in there. What are your thoughts here on Robbie Ray? High risk, high upside spot. I mean, Boston has crushed lefties for a long time now. Uh, a lot of big bats from the right side there. But Robbie Ray, whatever he figured out with that command, it's elevated him uh, as a pitcher. And he, he's honestly been among the top arms in baseball this year. Um, huge strikeout rate as always, and now he's, he's limiting the walks. So that's given him a step forward. Um, I, I like him in tournaments. I, I know Boston could come out and hit him around a little bit, but uh, he could also come out and strike ten, strike out 10 or 12 of them. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at like top pitchers on the slate, it, it's definitely Ray, McCullers, and dare I say like Adam Wainwright. Um Nope. I mean, that's just how <laughs> bad the Cubs. There. I mean, that's just how bad the Cubs have been. So I think overall, I think you're going to play Robbie Ray today. You don't want to, like, you don't want to have a ton of exposure to him. But I mean, you're just going to play him here, and I think that it could go either way. And as far as like the Red Sox bats, I mean, on teams that you don't have Robbie Ray, you're looking at Bogarts. You're looking at JD Martinez is 4500. Kiki Hernandez about leadoff here. He's 3500. Hunter Renfro should probably hit fifth or sixth in this lineup today. He's 3K. 
Uh, Vasquez is 2,800. So, I mean, the teams that you don't play, Robbie Ray, you're looking at some socks here. They're just too cheap. Yeah, absolutely. And Ray, Ray is a guy that, that despite his strikeout rate, still, still gives up fly balls, and a lot of those end up leaving the park. So, uh, love chasing the power here. Um, if <laughs> This was a guy that for years and years we targeted stacks against him because he couldn't find the strike zone and he, and he gave up fly balls. So if, if some of that pops back up, the stack can certainly hit. Um, I like Boston. Um, I, I mean, this is another game that I think you play both sides of. You, you play some Ray and you, and you stack Boston. Um, on the Toronto side, I think they're the top stack on the slate. Uh, like I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Um, Garrett Richards is a guy that allows a lot of hard contact at both sides of the plate, especially righties. Um, this team is one of the best right-handed hitting teams in baseball. I, like again, I just think they're the the top stack in the slate. It's just it's more pricing of making it work. Yep, completely agree. Very expensive, but definitely worth it. Uh, definitely also my top stack on the slate and just a, a really deep lineup. I mean, since Springer's been back off the IL, they, they go what seven, seven deep, eight deep that, that you're looking to play um, tons of talent, tons of power. Uh, agree. They're the top team on the slate. All right, moving on. We got Texas at Detroit, Jordan Lyles against Manning in this one. This game has a nine and a half total. It is a pick em game. Jordan Lyles, 6,600, going up against Detroit. Um, dare I say I have slight interest? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, there's a little – like, it piques my interest a little bit. Like, this is a guy that can put up 20 in this spot. He's had a couple games recently where he's put up 20. He's been pitching a little bit better. Um, am I crazy for having a little bit of interest here in Jordan Lyles? I don't, I mean, 6,600, I think I would rather play one of the 4K guys over him. Um, tough call, definitely a good matchup against Detroit. They'll strike out, which raises his upside. Uh, I see your, I see where you're coming from with the interest. He's not a guy that I ever really like to play, but uh, I guess this is a spot to do it in Detroit against a high strikeout team if, if you're going to do it. Yeah, I mean... I talked about Dane Dunning yesterday and I don't want to jinx him, but he's thrown four really solid innings so far. I mean, I, I don't hate the idea. And then on the other side, Matt Manning, he's such a low strikeout guy. And I feel like if you can attack Texas with high strikeout guys, you can beat them, but there's so much power in this lineup that if you have a low strikeout guy, I would rank him like, last of the you know 4k guys that we've been talking about here yeah i mean he's definitely the most talented of the three i mean this is a big prospect big time prospect for detroit he just hasn't shown any to be able to get any form of major league hitter out like it's, it's <laughs> he has a seven percent like what is that where did where does the stuff go? How do, how do you, how, how does your stuff translate that poorly from AAA to the majors? Uh, I don't get it, but yeah, I mean, from what we've seen through five starts, he's got to show something before I even consider him. Yeah. I mean, seven and a half percent K rate on the season. I, I, and it's just, and it's not like he went down for a month and, and worked on some things. Like he went down over the all-star break and now he's back basically. Like I don't, did he even pitch in triple A? He made probably one or two starts, but 
can you really correct your issues in one or two starts? I mean, this guy has just been getting lit up until he can prove to me. Um, like, I get it, big-time prospect, and I understand that. But until he can kind of prove to me – and, like, think about Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd took, what, two years before, like, he was pitching, you know, up to what everybody was kind of expecting from him too. So, I mean, some people don't – like, Casey Mize is one of the, like, top prospects in baseball. And, I mean, like, he's still not ready. So – uh, Texas bats. I kind of have a lot of interest here in Texas. Like the, the pricing on these guys are fantastic. Yeah. You got to pay 5,100 for Gallo, but low is 41. Garcia is 41 facing a guy that has a 3% K rate against righties this season. Like Garcia is way too cheap for this matchup. Yeah. It's the, those three guys right there that you mentioned tons of power from all three of them. Manning is going to pitch to contact i guess and um the, those three, three guys you worry about strikeouts well manning isn't going to strike them out so that means the ball is going to get hard hit hard in the air uh, i think it's a, a great spot to target those three and like if eli white bats second in this spot he's 2400 and you can play him at second base like uh, the definition of a solid punt like you know it's righty righty this guy doesn't strike anybody out and gives up a ton of hard contact to righties like he has a 54.5 percent hard to soft contact ratio against 37 plate appearances against righties this season like that is that is rough uh the detroit bats i mean on teams that you're not playing lyles i, I don't mind maybe like a one or two man like mini stack here i don't know if i go full five man um i don't mind mike badu 3.3 Grossman 3.6 if you need to save some money Candelario like these guys yeah Grossman and Badu are the two that jump out uh Jonathan Scope has been really good here too so I don't mind adding him to that he is he still like super cheap on FanDuel he's been super cheap on FanDuel here recently like super playable over there don't forget we got the single entry series going on over on FanDuel as well this week is the MLB web gym. It's the $3 single entry. So really, you know, any type of bankroll can play in the single entry series for the $3. Um, and even if you're just now getting into it, you got plenty of time to get, um, I think it's four or five scores in. I don't remember exactly. I think it's four. Um, so get into it. And um, I was just buying time to pull up FanDuel. Jonathan Scope, 3,400 over there. Very, very playable. So all right, we got Minnesota at Chicago taking on the White Sox here. Michael Pineda against Dylan Sees, the two-sport two superstar, Dylan Sees. Um, nine total here. White Sox, a 131 favorite. Um, Michael Pineda, any interest here? No interest in Pineda, even though the White Sox are dealing with injuries. Pineda has not, not been in good form. Um, still afraid of some of the power bats in that white Sox lineup. No, no chance of playing Pineda. When I think of like guys that have had like really bad, obvious like pine tar and stuff on them in the past, (laughs) I always think of Michael Pineda. So I feel like, I don't know. And, And like, this is just pure speculation, but look at his numbers up until like they started checking and like, look at his numbers now. And it's like, eh, falling off a cliff i mean this is the michael pineda we know and we'd love to stack against like he's still not giving up a ton of home runs but man he's just not missing any bats right now he's allowed 12 hits 
against the same White Sox team right before the All-Star break. So I'm with you. I'm going to pass. Dylan sees um, the dude can throw a disc. That is for sure. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. He threw in, they did the Pro-Am Celebrity and Amateur like Disc Golf Tournament over the All-Star break. And Dylan sees was one of the like celebrities. And he threw in a like really hard like flex backhand from like 150 feet out. And I was like, this guy can, this guy can throw. Um, Dylan sees is 8,600 here. Minnesota, not a hundred percent. Any interest here in Dylan sees? I do. Um, especially if he comes in low owned, um, this is a guy that's taken a step forward this year, carried over 30%. Minnesota has taken a drastic step backwards. Um, they're just not the same offense that they were last year. Um, so I think this is a high upside spot for Dylan Cease. I, I think there are some strikeouts in this lineup. Um, obviously you're worried about Donaldson and Cruz, but, um, Cease has been even better against righties. So, uh, I, I think he's in play here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard not to like him, right? Like this is a, like you said, he has a 30% K rate on the season. Like we only have three guys on the slate with K rates that high, and he's like the only one under 9K. So, uh, yeah, I think the price is fantastic. This team, my biggest concern with this lineup, even though it's not like this super juicy lineup, they don't strike out a ton. And, and like, I think that's where, like, are you going to win the battle today? Like, is C's going to come out ahead of a team that doesn't strike out a lot and walks a lot? So, I mean, there's definitely risk, but he's it's kind of priced into his price, you know, on an eight-game slate. Um, any interest here in the Minnesota Bats? They're, they're priced up. I mean, the guys that we want to play, like Cruz and Donaldson, are both over 5K. Donaldson right at 5K. Um. I, I prefer the C side of this. I don't think I'll find myself getting any Minnesota today. Um, yeah. If you want to look at, like down the order for some of the cheaper guys, like Garver at 3,900, you, you can play a catcher for sure. Um, and then it'd be like Kepler, Kirilov, and Larnock that are under 4K that I would look at. And Arias yeah. is down there too. My problem with Minnesota – is there the 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 guys are so expensive? I think like uh, maybe like a a two man of like Kepler and Garver or something makes sense, or one offs of those guys makes sense if you end up in that range. But like I don't want to go out of my way to stack against Dylan C's either. Um, on the White Sox thing, on the White Sox side, I think they're one of the sneakiest stacks on the slate. Uh, Mike Pineda has been so awful recently that i mean he hasn't been giving up a ton of home runs but there's plenty of power in this lineup and yeah i think they're sneaky good yeah i'm with you on that um abreu and anderson are both expensive but then you start getting into really fairly priced guys and even some some value options uh Mankata at 4500 I think that's a fair price good one at 3800 for how he's been hitting I think that's that's a nice value um Gavin Sheets if he cracks the lineup is only 3200 uh with the platoon advantage against Pineda so I, I would definitely put him in there um catching is interesting as well we'll see who uh, cracks the lineup at catcher but Collins I think is probably the guy he's at 3k so definitely some good options here for the White Sox 
All right, moving on. We got Cleveland at Houston. Eli Morgan against Lance McCullers in this one. Um, I didn't see it. Oh, the total has come out. It's nine, and Houston is a minus 250 favorite. Um, any interest here in Eli Morgan? Uh, no interest against Eli Morgan. In Eli Morgan against Houston, very low strikeout team. Uh, no chance. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not even like he's a big strikeout guy in himself. Um, right. Like 20, I think 22% on the season gives up a ton of power to both sides, a ton of fly balls. Um, I like the Houston stack way more than like Morgan Lance McCullers. Like if you're playing Lance McCullers today, you're just kind of hoping for the rest of the pitchers not to do well. He's going to be the most popular pitcher on the slate, in my opinion. And he's probably the safest pitcher on the slate. The <laughs> Cleveland lineup, the bottom of this order is atrocious. And I mean, he's a minus two fifty favorite, uh, and you there's plenty of value as far as bats are concerned. Like Lance McCullers is going to be chalked today. Yeah, Jose Ramirez has been iffy lately too. Uh, was out of the lineup uh, yesterday and has been dealing with. I think it's an elbow injury. Like it just doesn't sound comfortable to swing the bat with that. So um, even if he's back in there, it's not not even sure that he's healthy. So uh, definitely interested in McCullers. Um, don't love the price at 10-1, but in this matchup, I, I think it's fine. He, I agree, he's the safest pitcher on the slate. Um, any interest in the Cleveland bats here? Um, I'd be hunting a home run off of McCullough. So Fran Mel Reyes is the one guy. Uh, if I knew Jose Ramirez was healthy, the price at 4-9 would be really nice. I'd be willing to take some shots there, but I uh, can't do it with his recent uh, missed time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's Fram- really it. I'm not stacking him. Yeah, I mean, Fran Mills, the guy, he's a 35% K rate, but he has a 402 ISO. Every time this dude hits the ball, it's hard. Like, he has a, almost a 70% hard hit rate. His exit velocity on average is over 96. Like, when Fran Mill hits the ball, it's hard. So, like, he's always like that, like, one off tournament play. It doesn't matter who he's facing because if he makes contact, it's going to be hard contact. Uh, the Houston side of things, I mean, I already kind of said it. Like, really going to be really like paying attention to what this Houston ownership looks like compared to like the Boston Toronto game, you know, some of these other games that we have talked about already as well. Like I just kind of want to see where their ownership is because this is a big time high upside spot for the Houston offense. Yep. I absolutely love it. I, they're right that they're next to Toronto for me. So if Toronto is going to be much more highly owned than Houston, then I'm definitely going to be all over Houston. Uh, if they're both chalk, then I'll probably just play even amounts of both. But uh, I do love Houston in this spot. Um, I think Jordan Alvarez is absolutely one of the top plays on the slate. And then they've got some value bets there as well. I mean, with Tucker and Brantley, DK just never seems to price these guys up, and they're both really good hitters. So uh, Guriel and Correa both fairly priced in the mid-Ks. And then Altuve's, Altuve, you're going to pay for him, but uh, definitely worth it. All those guys in play for sure. Cubs and Cardinals. This game has a seven and a half total. And the Cardinals are a 130 favorite. We got Kyle Hendricks going up against Adam Wainwright. Um, any interest here in Kyle Hendricks? Uh, it's the price tag for me. Uh, just not a big strikeout guy. And I'm not afraid of St. Louis whatsoever. I think Kyle Hendricks can go out there and pitch six really strong, seven really strong innings. Um, 
I don't know that the Cubs can score enough runs to get him a victory and he's not going to strike many out. So I don't think there's much upside. Um, I think he's fine, but at that price, he's going to have difficulty uh, being a top point per dollar play. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a price thing for me. This dude has a 17, 17% K rate on the season. And like you said, you're not really worried about the offense, but even if you look at the last month, his strikeout rates even further down. So I'm going to pass on Hendricks here. Like, I'll be honest, I don't love either offense in this game. But, I mean, if, if Hendricks was 7,100, we would be having way more conversation about him. But, like, the, the ceiling at this price tag is, is kind of low. Adam Wainwright on the other side of this game. I mean, I don't want to pay 9,300 for Adam Wainwright. I can't even remember the last time I played Adam Wainwright. But the Cubs offense is so ice cold, and they don't hit the ball up in the air a ton that, like – Adam Wainwright might like be really in play here. Um, and again, you don't love it, but like this dude dominated this team earlier this season as well. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Adam Wainwright's going to be $9,300 against the Cubs and you're going to tell me that he's in play on the slate and I'm going to completely agree with you. I would have thought that I've, I've gone crazy or something, <laughs> but like, um, I, I do, I, I agree with you. Um, they're striking, the Cubs are striking out at an enormous rate. Wainwright has a strikeout rate. Um, that's like returning to his peak peak form. Uh, he claims that he was pitching hurt the last couple of years. Um, and that's, what's different for him this year. Uh, he's done it all year. The results have been great. So I think at this point we just kind of have to believe him. Uh, and I, I think this is one of the top matchups that, that you can ask for at this point. Um, Bryant left the game uh, yesterday as well after diving for a ball. So if he's out of the lineup, then it gets even more like we, we want to play even more Wainwright. Um, so, yeah, insane to say that he's in play at 9,300, but I think this is the right spot to target him. Yeah, I mean – as far as bats go in this game, is there anything from either side of this game that like you're excited to play? No, they're they're just there really isn't. Um, I, both pitchers are are talented, uh, definitely in real life. Yeah, no, I it's a pass on the bats for me, both sides. Yeah, I mean, if I'm playing anybody from the Cubs, it's probably wisdom. This guy, ever since he's gotten called up, has just had a ton of pop. Um so if I'm looking at anybody on that side, it's probably him. And then I like the price on O'Neill. Yeah, at 3,500, I think O'Neill. Kyle Hendricks is more of a ground ball guy to righties, but this dude's a big time fly ball guy. So, I mean, that doesn't really affect him. So I think if you're playing anybody from the Cardinals, Tyler O'Neill is just too cheap at 3,500. But I think this is one-off types of spots. I don't think you're stacking against these two pitchers. And I mean, the Cardinals stack, I don't think is the craziest thing. On an eight-game slate, Hendricks has been a lot worse here recently. But, I mean, it's not a team that typically has a ton of power to, like, win you a tournament either. Yeah, and Hendricks isn't a guy that will, like, walk two guys and then give up a three-run bomb. He's a guy that gives up solo bombs. So that, that makes stacking against him tougher, um, which is I, – I like the just hunt for home runs call against him. I like that a lot better than stacking. All right, we finish it out with San Francisco, Adelaide, taking on the Dodgers – Logan Webb against Julio Urias. Uh, this game has an eight and a half total. The Dodgers are a 180 favorite. They opened at 210. It's already moved a lot. 
Um, any interest here in Logan Webb? I mean, with Dylan C sitting there $200 cheaper, I don't, I don't think you can do it. Not against the Dodgers. If it was a different matchup, I would have more interest. I, th- I think Logan Webb's a talented pitcher, uh, but just a really tough matchup uh, and better, better options at, with Cease below him and then Wainwright just a couple hundred more. So I think there's two better options right there in the same range. I want to see the lineup for the Dodgers, and I hope that it comes out at like 6.30, like 30 minutes before <laughs> lock, and like people aren't adjusting. If they roll out that same lineup they rolled out on Tuesday, remember they lose the DH. So they don't have the DH, um, or they don't they don't lose the DH. They don't have the DH here. Um, I mean, they had five righties in the lineup on Tuesday. If they throw all these righties at Logan Webb here, I don't know, man. I I think he's super playable. This dude's very good against righties. Twenty seven percent K rate, sixty four percent ground ball rate, hard to soft contact ratio of four percent. Um, so. If Mookie's out of the lineup too, you're really just worried about like Muncie and Bellinger. I mean, I'll be okay on a, on an eight game slate to be worried about two hitters in a lineup. I mean, I'm not like overly worried about Taylor. He's much better against lefties. Pollock, Barnes, McKinnistry at the bottom of this order, they all strike out at really high clips against right-handed pitching. So, I think Logan Webb. If you're if you're playing tournaments, you're playing one of these big tournaments, whatever the buy-in is today, 5, 15, 20, whatever, it changes so much, 8. And you're just trying to like you're trying to win. Like you're trying to win and this this lineup comes out with like five or six righties. Don't be afraid to get some exposure to Logan Webb. And then Julio Urias on the other side, I've said it a lot recently. I don't like stacking against the Giants, but this lineup is really banged up right now. My only problem is they're they're still going to be able to throw a lot of righties at Logan Webb in this game. Uh, or not Logan Webb, Julio Urias. Um, do you have any interest here in Urias? He's not one of the top options for me today. Um just 9,700, not a huge K rate. Um, I like other guys, but I mean, I, I would much rather play Robbie Ray against Boston, I think. Um, so, no, I, I don't have any interest in your eyes. Oh, man. Like, if he was 87, I would definitely have interest, but 97 is. This is another bit. guy. Like, I think you're waiting on both of these lineups because with the injuries, if like, if they have to hit Wade and Dickerson and Yaz and Totsman, I'm guessing the I, I think Ruff is healthy, so I think he'll be in the lineup instead of um, Totsman. I, I want to see what this lineup looks like because, I mean, again, if you're only worried about like two or three guys, maybe then you should play some like get some exposure. And if they have lefties, this guy has a 30% K rate against lefties this season, so. I think this is a tough one night before because I think you're really going to have to look at what the lineups look at for both of these teams before you're making a decision um, here. So, and like the thing about Bell and Crawford being out, they're so good because they're good against lefties too. That's why it's so hard to play like lefties against this team because they can go platoon, but, and still get good at bats between Crawford and belt. But I mean, yeah, you're just going to have to, I think you're going to have to look at these lineups and be like, what am I doing here? Um, based off of, based off the lineups. 
Yep, I think that's a very good point. Uh, as far as the Giants' bats go, they're extremely cheap. Posey's 4,300. He's having a heck of a season. Darren Ruff is 4,300. Um, Wilmer Flores is 4K. I know he hasn't had great numbers this season. If Slater's in there, he's 3,800. So I don't mind maybe like a two or three man of the Giants here if Urias has some ownership. But again, like I'm not expecting a lot from this offense here. Yeah, I would be targeting the power guys. Posey and Flores were the two uh, that stood out. Um, Urias has had good control uh, walk rate under 6% this year, I think closer to five. Uh, So I'm not in love with the stack either. Uh, I would just be looking for home runs. On the Dodgers side, I mean, we said it, right? Logan Webb, very good against righties. You want to target him with lefties. So I think we're looking at Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger. But that's really it. I don't like I respect Logan Webb enough not to like play these righties against him. Like he's very, very good at generating soft contact and ground balls against righties. And it's like it's an eight game slate. And we have like four or five really good offenses today. Yeah, I agree. This is very similar to the Cubs Cardinals. Like it's two really good pitchers, um, but they're both priced up with not a ton of upside and but that means that we don't want to play the offenses against them either. So both of those games just kind of not much to like in either one of them. Um, on the, like, yeah, I think that's it. All right, let's play the morning grind game. And then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under eight K to get six or more strikeouts. I think Jordan Holloway is the guy to do it. Uh, I mean, he struck out a bunch in the minors. He did it a couple weeks back against the Dodgers. So I think he's the best option down there. I'm just going to take Jordan Lyles just because um, I don't, I don't know if any of these guys can get six or more strikeouts today. Uh, Over 8K to score under 15 fantasy points. Who do you got today? I'm going to take the very, very obvious one, Eric Fetty. Yeah, that, that one's kind (laughs) of cheating. It's okay. Um, I'm going to say Kyle Hendricks just because if he's giving up like some singles and stuff and like, he's not a guy that can like make up a lot of points by strikeouts. So I'll go Hendricks. He's probably my least favorite over 8k outside of Fetty not to play anyway. So um, over 4k to hit a homer today. Who do you got? Uh, give me Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Eli Morgan gives up a ton of fly balls. He's given up almost three home runs or over three home runs per nine this year. Um, I really like Jordan Alvarez in the spot. All right, I think Vlad is the top hitter on the slate, but I'm going to say Joey Gallo. Um, I really like this like three-man Texas stack today. Under 4K to get two hits, who do you got? Um, sticking with the Houston guys. Uh, I took think my Mike, guy. Michael Brantley is the oh, guy. Oh, you didn't take my guy. You're going with the other one. There's definitely Kyle two Tucker. great options. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, um, the more I think about it, the more I really like Houston on the slate. Like – you can get the pitching that you want. So uh, stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going to say the Phillies. Uh, we just don't know what we're going to get from Woj. Uh, huge fly ball guy in this, in this park. I think the Phillies are going to hit some home runs. They'll get to six. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the White Sox. Uh, I think the White Sox are very, very sneaky today against Michael Pineda and I don't think they're going to be that popular for an eight game slate so I like the White Sox um Keith any final thoughts before we get out of here 
uh, no, let's go watch the end of this basketball game. See if uh, we get a winner or we get a game seven. Let's get a game seven. Why not? The game looks good right now. We'll have to see. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.